All right, everybody. Well, greetings. Welcome to the Rec Poker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fredland. And as always, uh, we are joined by our panel. We've got John Somsky, Rob Washam, and Jim Reed uh, joining us tonight. want to thank our official sponsor, Running Aces Racetrack, Casino, and Hotel, and our other podcast sponsors, Learn Pro Poker and Website Amp. And this is episode 173. And today we're going to be talking with Elliot Rowe, who's a coach, a speaker, a podcaster, and it's all really focused on mindset optimization and how do we get performance on demand. So we'll explore that with Elliot. Uh, two quick things we want you to know. First of all, if you're a member uh, and if you're not taking advantage of all the stuff that's out there, our recorded seminars, our Q&A and discussions, the book studies, the hand histories, recordings from our home game, all of that stuff, uh, take advantage of it, man. There's so much great stuff out there that you can really uh, pick and choose what you enjoy uh, the most. And there's links where you can sit in on things like this podcast too. So uh, take advantage of that stuff. And then secondly, uh, we're going to be talking to Elliot Rowe about his A-game poker masterclass. Uh, and we are an affiliate for that. So uh, go to rec.poker slash resources, get some information on that and how you can sign up uh, for that. So with that, greetings, Elliot Rowe. How are you doing? Hey, great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Oh, we're, we're super excited. We told people we're going to have you on the show. They're like, yeah, let's go. Let's have Elliot Rowe. Let's <laughs> figure out our brains and how we can, how we can uh, be more optimal <laughs> in our heads. Uh, and and our, you know, our target audience is a lot of recreational players. And so uh, we're all trying to figure out how can we get in this mindset. So I think uh, you're coming in at a great time, especially with the world where it is right now. And I think a lot of us are sort of adjusting our, our mindset to new paradigms. And, and how can we actually uh, bring that to the table? So I'm kind of curious yeah. to start out, like, you know, I guess, what are you seeing right now? Like, how are things changing uh, in the world of sort of optimal performance or however you, it is that you describe uh, what it is that you um, do? Well, I mean, specific to poker, um, the big change I'm seeing is the online poker boom. Um, so, you know, we've had DFS is effectively canceled, sports betting is canceled because all sports have stopped. And that means a lot of people who weren't playing poker or used to play poker have gone back to the game. So the biggest thing I'm seeing is obviously live has basically closed off. Mm -hmm. um, but online poker is booming in a way that, I mean, I've been in the industry for 10 years now, and I would say we're probably back to the best I've seen it in that 10 year period online. Um, so for, you know, many, many other industries have been hit terribly and I work with professional athletes as well. And obviously all of their sports have been canceled and things like that. However, for the online poker folks, this is, you know, Christmas. It is. And that's one of the things that, you know, we, we really focus on the recreational player. And so some of us have played a lot online. Some of us haven't, and a lot of our listeners haven't. And that's the mm. question we're getting all the time is, okay, I think I want to start playing online. I'm missing the game. I need to get into the game. Where can yeah. I play? What's safe? And so we've been actually doing some podcasts and doing some other things around that because we're seeing that exact thing that, that you're mentioning, kind of the people on the sidelines are sort of jumping in saying that maybe now's the time. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, be aware, obviously, I'm assuming a lot of the listeners are in the US. Um, it, depending on where you are, it's not particularly safe in the US. You have to be very careful about which poker sites you're using, whether they're legal or whether they're not legal. Um, so just be aware from that side. Um, the other thing that I think is worth mentioning if someone's coming from live poker is really have an expectation to be playing much shorter sessions than you're used to uh, because of the number of decisions that you're going to be making over a period of time. So, you know, you might be making four times the decisions and what 
it's quite easy for you to play a 10, 12 hour session of live poker. You might find you're exhausted after two or three hours of online poker. So that's something to be really aware of if you're playing cash games, that it might be a very different experience in terms of a number of decisions at your energy levels throughout that afternoon, that evening. Yeah, and that's one of the things I wanted to ask you was sort of this transition from live to online mm. and from, from a peak performance mindset perspective, what, what do you see there? I mean, are you actually working with people who are making that transition or is this just sort of years of experience of doing this sort of give you an in, intuitive sense that, you know, you're going to get exhausted sooner? Oh, I've, um, I'm working with people now making that transition. And it's also something I've seen when people make that switch from live play to online play. Um, it, it's one of the, the biggest things that happen is fatigue comes up much faster. Um, it's easier to forget that it's real money when you're playing online. Mm. Um, so, I mean, obviously chips give some level of distancing from money to chips, but then you only switch that to online and it feels like a video game. Um, especially if you're overly fatigued, you can start making the mistakes that you just wouldn't have made live. So there are a few different things that you want to be quite aware of when you're making that transition. So what I'm hearing is maybe be prepared to play, you know, less lengthy sessions. Are there things that, that can be done to say, well, I appreciate that, Elliot, but I really do want to grind. This is sort of, you know, I've lost my job or this is something I'm really trying to make, you know, supplement my income with now in this hard time. So I really... I really do kind of want to grind for 12 to 14 hours a day. Is it sort of, you know, there's just oh, really you, you no could. way to do that or is it just. You'll, you'll probably just get crushed if you do that. Um, so to give you an idea, the majority of cash game online cash game players I work with, it's quite normal for them to be playing two, two hour sessions a day, hmm. but multiple tables. Um, and that would be normal for a mid to high stakes like your online cash game player. So if the people who are considered some of the best in the world are choosing usually to play those sorts of periods of time, you know, they might play an extra one hour session afterwards. The chance of coming into it as someone who's not used to online poker and then deciding to play 3x what the professionals are playing, you're probably setting yourself up for failure there. And remember, you're still getting in more hands than you, even in a two to three hours, you're probably getting in more hands than you would have done if you'd put those same two to three hours in in your casino. And the games are soft enough right now that you might have a similar win rate. Hmm. I'm, I'm curious if it's, if it's sort of the number of decisions that makes you mentally fatigued or if it's the time. So for example, if you play, you know, two hours, playing four tables so you're basically making eight hours worth of decisions you know is that is it the two hour thing or is it if i played you know four hours playing two tables that's sort of the same level of mental energy and mental exhaustion i think it's different from person to person in terms of what fatigues them more um but it's a combination of the above so there is decision fatigue. There are going to be a number of decisions you can make before you start start to fatigue, um, but also a length of time. And I think this is where physical fitness comes into it as well. A lot of the players I work with are sort of high-performing players playing at the nosebleeds. And one of the themes that I see with those players is nearly all of them are in good shape. Nearly all of them have personal trainers. Nearly all of them have really good diets, nutrition. And they do that so that they don't fatigue as quickly at the poker table. Now, if that's something that you haven't had to do in the past, um, it's something you might consider. Physical fitness might be something that you can gain a bit of an edge on. Um, where, yeah, as I said previously, it might not have been the case, depending on if you're playing in local home games or something like that. 
Oh, so good. So we, we kind of jumped right into a detailed subject of online play uh, just mm-hmm. because I was super interested to, to hear about that. If we, if we kind of step back, let's, let's talk a little bit about just kind of what you do in general. What is this idea of performance on demand? Kind of mm-hmm. help us understand kind of the, the bigger picture of, of what Elliott Row does and what is this optimal mindset idea, especially for a lot of us recreational players. This is sort of a new concept. We just, you know, some of us, okay. we just, we, we played home games, we played bar leagues. And now we're kind of getting serious about this thing. We're trying to learn the game. And now there's this idea of, of what, mindset. maximizing my mind? What is this going on? So, so kind um, of fill us in a little bit. on. on okay, so f- fill in the gaps a little bit. So I am a mindset and performance coach. Um, I work with professional poker players, professional athletes. I work with Wall Street traders, CEOs of companies. Um, typically, uh, clients are coming to me because they want to be able to perform at their best in these, you know, moments where there's significant amount of money on the line so the the way that i'd work my modalities i'm a hypnotherapist mm-hmm. and what we do through the hypnotherapy is help people understand the underlying issues behind their mindset problems at the table so the easiest way to describe this for poker players that a lot of people can relate to is let's say i have a live poker player who comes to me and they get really stressed by being three bet at the table. So they either get really anxious or they get really angry when someone keeps three betting them. When we go through this process of hypnotherapy with them, so it's there's nothing magic. It's not like the stage show stuff or TV. It's just like guided meditation. They get very relaxed, and then it, they start connecting to the reasons behind their issues. They will nearly always come up with issues around being bullied at school or being bullied by a parent. Right, So we then work through those bullying issues. And then when they go back to the table, the three betting doesn't feel so personal. So they, they're not triggered in the same way by the three betting. And it's something to adjust to rather than a personal attack. And I look to do that for anxiety issues, procrastination issues, fear of failure, fear of success. And typically, um, with the people at the very highest stakes, this is more like fine tuning. They're obviously not freaking out every time someone three bets them but it might take them very slightly off their game and that can be worth an awful lot of money to them if they can refine that and just stay on their game no matter the situation. So that's, that's what I do. Um, and as I say, in, in poker, it's sort of more around probably focus and being able to maintain their A game for longer periods of time. Um, when it's for CEOs of companies, founders of companies, a lot of the time it's about them being able to manage their staff effectively, um, being able to deal with making people redundant, dealing with negotiations, stress and pressures of mergers, things like that. Does that make uh, sense? As a- it, it does. No, that, that's fascinating. I think the, the examples really help too, because I've heard you know, it sort of put it in terms of the focus thing. That's sort of the one that I keep hearing about. And when I've looked at your stuff and some of the people I've talked to that have used your stuff, it's it's all about I want to have more focus at the table. So that's clearly mm-hmm. part of it. But I, I that's a great example of, of of sort of saying, well, why does it bother me? I mean, I suppose mm-hmm. part of that would be why does it bother me if if I'm worried that somebody's going to suck out on me and hit that hit that magic card in the river or being being three bed or you know any of those sort of fears that we have, right? The the monsters under the bed yeah. syndromes. Yeah, so there's something there that set that up. So another example would be, hey, I really struggle when my aces get cracked. Right. Now, you know, it doesn't help you if I say, hey, well, 20% of the time that's going to happen. You have to just get over it. Right. The question is, why does it bother you? Why do you feel entitled? Where's that coming mm-hmm. from? And then working through where that's coming from. Oh, that that's so good. Rob, did you have a question or a comment? I uh, just... 
real quick, um, <clears throat> did, do they always come to you with a specific problem that they're trying to solve or are they coming to you and just a generally saying, um, are, I have some issues. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what's bothering me. And, and then you do some, I guess, some deep dive to kind of figure out what it is that's bothering them. Or do they always have a specific thing that they're looking for? No, oftentimes they just know that something's not optimal. So they know they've got more potential there than they're able to show at the table or in the sport or in business. So a lot of the initial session work, the first session I do with someone's two hours, is this digging in, trying to work out what the real problems are before we get started. But it's usually a sense of, hey, something's not quite right. I know I have more potential than this, but I seem to be sub sabotaging myself. Like I always keep the same problem keeps coming up. So we then dig into that. And sometimes the, the direction that we had is very different to the direction that the client was expecting to head. Um, because we start seeing there are some pretty substantial self sabotages holding them back. That's a question. Good. Jim, go ahead. Uh, some, a lot of our, a lot of our audience and our members are recreational players, as Steve was saying, who are mm. kind of transitioning to playing online now. I wonder if you have any advice for uh, mindfulness or framing their mind uh, when they're not actually playing to help make them better on the tables nevertheless, whether that's something to think about while they approach studying, whether it's a way to think about their perspective and poker, how it fits in their life generally, uh, or something that they can work on when they're not actually playing that'll help make them a better poker player. Um, well, I have I have an app um, which I made with Federal Holtz called Primed Mind, and you can download that for free. Um, but there's a decent percentage of it is free, and then you can subscribe and get more content. Um, and that has a number of poker-specific hypnotherapy audios to listen to, to help you focus, to deal with anxiety, to deal with bad beats, those sorts of things. So that's a very easy way to start working on it. Any kind of mindfulness training is very useful for poker players. So um, mindfulness meditation is effectively sitting still um, and as thoughts come in, following your breath, and if a thought comes in, releasing that thought and bringing yourself back to your breath. So what that allows you to do is you learn to train your focus by doing that. Um, so at first, you'll notice lots and lots of thoughts pop up. And as you gradually get better over six months, over a year, it's not a fast process. Um, you can start to clear your mind for longer and longer. And that's basically training you to bring your focus back in, bring your focus back in. So that's very useful. Um, I think the most important thing to view yourself as if you want to be a competitive poker player, if you want to be successful, is you have to view yourself as the casino rather than the gambler. So you have to see yourself as someone, as you are turning up to entertain the gamblers at the table. You're looking for quarterly results or six monthly results or annual results. And the gamblers are going to be worried about the results of an individual hand or an individual session. And if you can get yourself into the mindset of long-term thinking instead of success in an individual hand or session, you'll see dramatic change in the level of results you get versus the turning up and being too emotionally involved in those individual situations. Well, that, that, yeah, any other questions from you guys at all? Otherwise, I'll keep firing. <laughs> John? And I have one. Uh, so for me, when I play online in particular – which I'm thinking about doing more of uh, now. One of my biggest problems is I tend to go on autopilot 
where mm. uh, all of a sudden I'm, my brain is disengaging and I'm just kind of button mashing at that point in time. And then all of a sudden I'll wake up in the middle of the hand and go, How why did, did I raise King Deuce uh, offsuit under the gun in this situation? I just don't understand. Um, so what is an approach that would help me to maintain my focus or what, what tools should I use if I find that happening? Okay. So a couple of things there. One is do, do the mindfulness meditation type work. So that's training the focus. Um, another thing is just be really aware of how long it takes for you to lose your focus in online sessions. This is a little, this is often caused by the, what I was describing earlier, um, a live player coming to online and then expecting to play similar session lengths um, or even just longer session lengths than a, a professional online cash game player would play. Um, I've had some cash game players I've worked with over the years who they found their optimal was 45 minutes of play, 15 minutes break, 45 minutes of play. Um, and then recreational players will often play for a number of hours in a row. So just be aware that it's normal to get distracted and potentially autopilot, especially if you have a lot of tables and a lot of decisions. Um, and you've really got to work out what is absolutely optimal for you as a player, how long you can focus for and stay in your A game, and then look to gradually increase that over time rather than, you know, just try and fight through it. Um, play these super long sessions because like you say if you if you start playing your ranges incorrectly it can really damage your bankroll quite quickly that is true john the, the reason you raised king dudes under the gun is because i was the opponent so that was i mean that it really doesn't have anything to do with your mindfulness it just has to do with, with your opponent but <laughs> but but no i mean i think this is so good i'm, I'm curious uh elliot if um one of the things that i know i was resistant toward uh maybe maybe five ten years ago before i even started playing poker was sort of the psycho mumbo jumbo okay whatever mm -hmm. and i think um you know over the last 10 years i've learned so much about psychology and, and hypnotherapy and and a lot of these tools that i think you're talking about that for me i'm like oh my gosh you guys listen to this guy like like he knows of what he speaks like this mindfulness thing is a is an important thing and it can really make you more successful in all areas of your life but i'm curious uh, you're, you're working with some of the best in the world. So they're already embracing this idea and they're, they're kind of bought in, if you will, to some degree. Mm. Uh, what, what sort of message can you give to the folks that are out there playing? You know, I, you know, I'm playing poker recreationally, whatever, or, or this stuff, whatever, that's just somebody talking about shrinking my head or something. You know, there, there's always this resistance and the reluctance to actually become more self-aware and to sort of dig in deeper in this kind of thing. What's, what's your message to the folks that are maybe going there, kind of rolling their eyes as they're listening to this? Um, I, I would say being skeptical is completely normal. Um, I was skeptical before I first saw a hypnotherapist for sure. So that's a, that's a normal starting point. Um, and then typically with any industry or anything, um, that you want to be successful in, you should just really look at what the most successful players in any industry, any sport are doing, and then copy their behavior. Um, I'm working with, mm a large number of very, very highly intelligent people, vastly more intelligent than me. And they're choosing to work with me because they're seeing changes in their results at the poker table. Um, all of my work comes from word of mouth. So it's friends recommending friends. Um, this isn't the sort of work you can advertise for. You know, if I put out Facebook adverts saying, do you want to, do you want hypnotherapy for poker sessions? No right. one's going to be clicking the Facebook link. <laughs> um, 
the only reason um, I'm busy is because of the results my clients have got. And they've been, you know, extraordinary. Like Fedor hadn't won a major tournament before we worked together. Alex Foxen hadn't won a major tournament before we worked together. I worked with Ras before he won the Super High Roller Bowl, Scott Blum's team before he won the main event. Um, like, and the list honestly goes on and on and on in those sorts of things. It's close to $100 million now. Um, you can be skeptical, but there's a reason why these players are taking their mindset so seriously now. Yeah, and it's one thing, you know, I, I look at your website and I see, okay, here's here's the graph of Fedor, right? Here's here's when he started working with Elliot Rowe, and, you know, it's sort of here, and then it, then it skyrockets after that. You know, and as a statistician, I'm going, well, yeah, but, you know, is, is, is correlation necessary causation, that sort of thing? But then you hear what he says about it. You know, we've had him on the podcast and what he said about mindset and how important that is. And, you know, the I guess the, the words that he used that you could put on your website sort of endorsing your work. There's something there. These these people, you know, Phil Gelfond. I mean, these people that are saying, "Oh my gosh, this has radically changed uh, my results." Yeah, and it's something where you know you can. There is always you know causation and correlation. We can't ever say I might just be exceptionally lucky and everything's complete. <laughs> but there's but there's some stage when it's it's all you know. It's a lot of the most successful players over the last five years have been clients and many of them weren't as successful before they were working with me. Um, It's not all me. Someone has to have all of the potential first, but it's just a very, it's a small edge that a professional can gain. But when the professional is also evenly balanced, taking that small edge actually makes a big difference Mm -hmm. in in my belief. I think that's what's happening is it adds a very small percentage edge, um, but that that can tip the balance in a way that can mean pretty substantial profits, especially if it means someone playing their A game slightly longer, being able to deal with the bad beat slightly differently, because if they're not going on tilt, they're not having, you know, the horror sessions that makes a huge, huge difference at the end of the year when we're talking about this real long-term result versus, um, you know, the, the short term week on week stuff. Yeah. And and in poker, I mean, a lot of us play tournament poker. Some of us play cash poker as well. You know, there Mm -hmm. is that sort of, uh, you know, you're, you're making a lot of minor decisions for most of the tournament. Most tournaments are minor decisions. Yes. They impact things and they do accumulate and you want to be at your best there, but it's those times where, okay, now this is a big pot. This is somebody putting up the pressure. And usually in a tournament, those big decisions are going to come when you're at the final table, when you're playing for thousands of dollars. And so you've played a tournament, the way tournaments work, you can't do two hours on, one hour off, two hours on, one hour <laughs> off. You know, you're, you're now at the end of this thing and you're 10, 12, 14 hours, maybe into, into day two or day three, and you have thousands of dollars on the line and now the pressure's there, but you're at this point where you maybe are physically exhausted. So, you know, are there, are there ways that you can help people sort of, I mean, do, do you pace yourself? You just learn to have you know, more energy because of your physical capacity or, or what do you do in those so, so, so there are a number of things. Um, the first off is physical fitness. I think it's incredibly important if you're playing multiple day tournaments. So if I'm talking to a client, you know, I'll be saying, you know, what does your fitness routine look like? What does your nutrition look like? What's your sleep schedule like? And we'll be working on that for months prior to the World Series mm. normally. Um, we'll then look at the breaks and how efficiently they're using their breaks in the tournament. So, you know, if my clients are listening to me, um, when it comes to the dinner break, they'll be going to their hotel room. Um, probably meditating, eating a very light meal, having a cold shower, and then coming back. The majority of poker players will be talking about bad beats in the the kitchen, you know, and mm. queuing up for their food. And it's these small, again, it's just this small compounding edges 
that actually make a dramatic difference when it comes to day three, day four of a tournament. And there's one person who's been doing everything right the whole way through and someone else who hasn't been taking those soft edges seriously. It actually becomes a big energy difference um, when it comes to their focus and those big decisions. So what actually, I mean, if, if you don't mind kind of getting into the physiology a little bit of it, but what, what actually happens? Like, why is it, why am I going to be at a better place to make a better decision if I'm, you know, whatever, going to my hotel room and eating a light meal and taking a cold shower and not versus, you know, telling the bad beats and so, eating my burger and fries? Like, w- how does it actually work out that I'm going to be in a better place? Um, well, the first often just in terms of digestion, if you eat a heavy meal, um, energy is moved to your digestive system and it has to be pulled from somewhere. So you're going to be digesting your food rather than utilizing that energy for your thought process. So that's a really basic one. Um, but then in terms of where those the break comes in, is I would argue that it's not really a break if you're discussing bad beats. You're just continuing with poker. It's just a poker thought process is continuing. Um, So you've got, and not only that, but you're talking about the most frustrating things that have happened for the last 10 hours. So you're just keeping yourself in that frustrated, anxious, stressed Mm. mindset. And then everyone wants to tell you about the terrible things that have happened at their table as well. You know, so, so if we think about that again, this isn't an enormous edge but it will be an edge if someone else has just separated themselves. They've gone to have a salad and some chicken. They've maybe taken a 15-minute nap or done a meditation, and then they've had a cold shower to wake their body up again so that they're ready to play. Those two players, if their skill level is exactly the same, I would definitely be putting my money on the player who's, who's got, gone through the routine that I've just described. It's so good. I mean, especially at the levels that you're at, I mean, that where are the edges, right? I mean, if people, you know, we've got all these geniuses that know GTO or whatever, they're, they're so experienced that the poker itself, I'm not going to say it just plays itself, but they're, they're, they're so experienced in the actual strategy and the bet sizing, you know, and all of these things, where are the edges? And so they're looking for that that edge tiny Um, as again it really is a tiny tiny edge that they're looking to generate but when you know if it's a million dollar buy-in cumulative that yeah that that edge is worth an awful lot to them and i yeah and so at that level even there's there's an edge i'm curious like but at a recreational level it seems like where people aren't doing all of the right things anyway it feels like focus could be an even greater edge for a recreational player like it's not this microscopic edge you know, having physical fitness and, and being in the right mindset and making the best decisions possible, playing your A game, whatever your A game is versus your B game is going to have a much bigger impact, I would think, even for a recreational player. Uh, especially if you're in home games. Um, and a lot of the time, the money that's made in home games is against the person who goes on tilt first. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you can be setting so yourself up to, to basically not be the first person who goes on top, <laughs> um, you might find that's really, really profitable for you. And you know, I'm not saying that they should necessarily be working with mindset coaches like myself if it's recreational. It probably wouldn't make sense. But you should be reading around the subject. You should be trying things like meditation. Like I say, my app you can download for free. You should try downloading it for free. It's those sorts of things make sense because chances are the other guys in your home game are doing nothing. So to have an edge against them, you just have to be doing something. Love it. John, did you have something? Well, yeah, I was just going to mention a few years, speaking of your app, a few years ago, uh, I was having problems with insomnia. Hmm. And your app has some 
some the sleep things section. in there, for, right? Yeah. Some sleep sessions in there. So I listened to all of those, and that helped me out tremendously. Oh, that's awesome! I know that the uh, this technique can definitely help. At least help me put me to sleep, and that's Man. not you know not a slam. That was the whole goal. <laughs> <laughs> it was so boring listening to me. Right. <laughs> Is it just Elliot reading bedtime stories? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did have a very soothing voice. <laughs> no, it was very helpful. Very helpful. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of your tools. I know that the time flies by and we're getting close to the end, but uh, let's talk a little bit more about Prime Mind or, or you know, the master's class, whatever kind of in, on your heart right now that you want to kind of share mm. of, of projects that you're working on. Yeah, so with Prime Mind, what we did is um, a number of the audios that we felt people might need currently, so anxiety, sleep, dealing with letting with worry, things like that. Um, we've put those on YouTube for free, so you don't even have to download the app any longer while people are dealing with this issue of the virus in the background. So if you just go to YouTube and search Prime Mind instead of charging, it's literally you can just listen to them for free on YouTube. And the other thing that I've done to help the community at the moment is my mindset course on Run It Once was a $1,000 course, my A-game masterclass, and we've reduced it to two ninety seven to put it in the budget of almost any poker player, um, any series, you know, someone who's playing one, two and above. Um, So while the casinos in Vegas are shut, and instead of doing monthly calls for that, I'm doing weekly calls for that um, to try and give the community a bit more of a support and answer all the Q&As and things. So we just looked at what could we do to help, What you know, and these were the things that we came up with. So at the moment, obviously, if you are interested in working on your mindset, that masterclass, it is a $1,000 course. It was a $1,000 course for a reason. You know, there's an enormous amount of work and homework and interviews with many of the top players in the world talking about what they did with mindset. Um, Definitely worth looking at at the moment um, at the price point of 297, even if you are recreational as a player, um, because a lot of the things we're talking about today, it will go into a significant depth um, in those different areas to help you work through your own mindset issues, understand what you need to do and what the best players in the world are doing right now for their mindset. Yeah, I, you know, I, I do some coaching, not not poker coaching, but some other coaching, and I've looked at online things, and I look at a lot of programs, and I looked at that and said, two ninety seven for for what is in there, for what is advertised, it's a fantastic value, and you know, if there's people out there in Rec Poker Nation that want to kind of do this together, let's let's each buy a copy, let's each go through it, and we can have some discussion groups around it uh, to kind of you know surround this thing with community. So if that's an interest of yours, let me know. Um, you know, we can kind of uh, create a study around this and kind of hold each other accountable for for going through this. Is that? Yeah, and there's a lot of there's that? a lot of there's a lot of homework. Yeah, with some staking yeah. groups have done that in the past. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as I say, I, I'm doing those Q and A's weekly instead of monthly as well until the casinos reopen because. Again, it's just trying to work out where we can help as individuals during this sort Love of crazy it. situation. Um, and, you know, it, that's give away free stuff on YouTube and discount my course seemed like the best I can really do. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I can't do real help, but, you know, I can keep poker players busy while their casinos are shut. Well, I, I love it. I think that's part of the community. How do we respond to a global pandemic? Well, let's each add beauty where we can. And if, if in your case, you know, you can discount this and do more frequent calls, if that's going to help people, make people feel better about life, make them engage more and and not sort of lose heart. I think that's a beautiful contribution. So well, I would thanks, not man. I would not reduce uh, the impact of that. I think that's you're you're saying what can I do, uh, and I love that. Well, let, let's exactly. Let's, and go ahead. We just got to try. 
Oh, oh no! I was just saying, we just have to. We just all have to try, and it's a strange, strange time. So. Isn't it? It is. It is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's kind of wrap up with with where can people find you? How can they connect? I know you've got ElliotRow.com. Is that where they yeah, can start, I mean, or how do they connect with you? Well, I, I've got um, PokerMindCoach.com. There's a lot more specific poker stuff, um, or ElliotRow.com. Um, or yeah, they're, they're the best places. And then if you're interested in that course, it's agamepoker.com and it just links you through to the sales page um, that you can find there. So they're the different ways of doing it. Um, yeah, and I'm around. I'm on social media and things. People ask me yeah. questions. I try, I try my best to answer them <laughs> when I can. Um, so yeah, they're, they're the different ways to find me. Well, I'm sure you only get like one question a week, right? That's probably about yeah, how yeah many just one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, any any final questions for Elliot or or Elliot? Any any final words of of wisdom or advice for the folks that are that are out um, there listening? Yeah, or just keep an open mind to it. As I say, you're supposed to be skeptical if you hear this for the first time. That's absolutely normal. Um, but just have an open mind to what sort of edge could I generate if it took an extra three hours before I went on tilt and what would that mean for my year? And I think if you start doing the maths on that in your head, it can start to make sense why some professionals take mindset work so seriously. Love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. This, this means a lot to, to Rec Poker Nation to have you take the time and, and come on here. Uh, we'll support you in any way that we can. If you need anything, for sure, let us know. If you're introducing a new product, let us know and we'll, we'll let the folks know. But, but seriously, I think this is super helpful for a lot of us. Hey, man, I'm you know, happy to help. And if you guys do end up setting up something, you know, a, a private group, um, I'll come and do a call just for your group as well if you do that through the course, if that would be something that's useful for you. Well, that would be awesome. We'll, we'll hear what, what the feedback is. People always tell us kind of uh, what resonated with them. So there, there it is, you guys. If we're able to get a group together and we're all doing this thing together, uh, we can get the Elliot Rowe to kind of come yeah. in and, and actually help clarify any questions that we have. That's, that's very generous. I appreciate hey, that. No problem at all. And once again, thanks so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, we're going to do some housekeeping thing here. So you can feel free to, oh, you're welcome to listen in on all of this if you like, but you can feel free to, feel, feel free to drop <laughs> off here and we will uh, connect with you later. Excellent. Cheers, guys. Have a great evening. All right. Thanks, Elliot. Bye-bye. All right. Well, good stuff, guys. Any any kind of quick quick uh, feedback? Any kind of quick thoughts on that? I I like uh, Elliot. I've listened to his podcast for a while. He used to do it regularly, uh, and it was kind of interesting uh, listening to that over the time, especially a few years ago. There was a little fallout between uh, like him, Patricia Kartner, and um, Mason Malmuth. Hmm. Whether or not the Mason's point of view was everything's just uh, understand the rules of the game and then you won't make any mistakes. And the, the other point of view is, you know, sometimes you got to actually feed your mental energy in order to let your analytical brain actually work function properly. Hmm. So, good. Great discussion. Yeah. Rob? I used to listen to uh, Elliot Rowe and Trisha Gardner. They had a, poker mindset podcast together now he's still doing the poker mindset but uh he's not doing it as regularly as he used to but yeah he's, i've been listening to ellie roll for many many years now and it's funny he mentioned uh that he's got some youtube videos out there so i jumped onto youtube on my other computer over here the first one right at the top is adjusting to working from home oh really which is like hey oh, you know there's a lot of us doing that now yeah, so I haven't looked at it yet, but I think that's something that I'm going to take a look at because I think that's be very valuable for a lot of people now. I know everybody that I work with in my office has to work from home. 
they're, they're told that that's if if they're able to, they have to work from home. So I mean, there's a lot of people I'm sure right now in that same boat. So yeah, no, that's so good. And I think I think so many of us are like, okay, well, we just got to fight through it, and that is part part of it. But there is a mindset piece. I think that a lot of it we don't realize how impacted we are and how much that can get in the way of of being more productive or, or optimal performance. Yep. John, did you have something else? Uh, no, I'm just uh, excited wait- to talk about our home game now. Waiting, waiting for the cue. I, I did want to. I want to see if Andrew wants to jump on here, but he he had a comment uh, in here that Andrew said that he's been doing some guided meditation uh, before he plays for the last month or so, and he just realized uh, that one of the things that he's been using is is Elliot Rose stuff. So that's another another endorsement from Andrew. So yeah, go ahead, go ahead, John. I keep cutting you off. <laughs> That's all right. We, we've been warning you to not be muted and warning you to be ready for this thing. And then I just keep cutting you off. It's just a big test, man. It's just my Petri dish. Well, you know, everyone's probably better off not listening to me. Anyways. Oh, come on That's now. Totally. Come on. Come on. Nicest anyway, guy in poker. Let's go. <laughs> so we've got uh, our home game, our normal home games, games that count for the player of the year points is happening. Uh, the next No Limit Hold'em event is on April 1st. And the A Limit Hold'em event is on April 8th. If you go to the Rec Poker, Poker Stars Home Games page, you will find there is a tutorial just in case you need to know how to play Limit Hold'em. Uh, I think it's super similar to No Limit Hold'em. It's just the betting that is changed. So most of you probably won't need it. But if you want a little tutorial, it's there for you. Yeah, I, I love it, John. I, I I watched it again. John puts those together, and they're fantastic. Because I don't, I've never played Limit Hold'em. I don't really get it. What is one two? What is two four? It sounds so obvious when you've done it, but I don't really get. Oh, and then the bets can increase at this point in time, and I think it's fantastic to have that tutorial. And uh, then, of course, we've been running our social distancing series, and on March twenty third, we had IDKWDYA, which it is the letters for I don't know why do you ask that's David Bear <laughs> which which his dad told him at one point dad his dad labeled him that I, I found out the inside story ah excellent <laughs> on the 24th it was website mark mark prashan on the 25th was string bend who's troy graffitine on the 20 or that was the 25th the 26th was two by four man al <laughs> anderson and that tournament actually had our record number of players we had 60 players into that tournament then on the 27th we had rec o op gib (laughs) which is big poker backwards so we need to know who this person is each winner is going to get a bronze (laughs) pin for winning these things but you got to let us know who you are if you don't contact us and let us know who you are in real life we can't give you the pin yeah, or if anybody uh, out there knows who Big Poker Backwards is, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the 28th, we had now then KB, which is Doug Behrens. Doug Behrens. Behrens. Uh, he used Behrens. to play in uh, my, my home game, then he moved to Florida. So he's he's down there enjoying life down there. Excellent. And on the 29th, we had Roadstar33, uh, who's another person that we need to know who you are. So contact us for that. And... To let everyone know, we have decided to continue with Woo-hoo. the social distancing series. I know here in Minnesota, we are still uh, under lockdown, basically. So we are going to continue the social distancing series. It will not have that tournament on the nights that we have our normal home games. 
but every other night will be part of the social distancing series. And if you win one of those, you're going to get a bronze pin. And we're even work, trying to work out details that if you win one of these tournaments, maybe we'll have like a playoff for everyone at some uh, later date. Love it. It's so fun, man. Thanks for putting that all together. I know it's it's more work than people realize, and especially tracking all that stuff. But uh, popular demand, people said, are you going to continue or going to continue? I started getting the text yesterday, and I've had a few more today. Uh, and so we kind of scrambled the jets to see if we were going to continue, and I think people are going to be pretty excited about it. Yep, looking forward to it. Uh, I'm getting excited about the uh, final table, or if we get this invitational at the end for all the previous winners, yeah. uh, battling it out for the coveted silver pin. Right. I've heard good things about this silver pin. So I gotta I gotta get like bronze pin first. I've played yeah, I a few of these. I've made a couple final two. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Our I don't know if you get members that can watch this live, you can see the silver <laughs> pin. Boy, that looks nice, Steve. I want one. I know. But, I uh, well, you better get a bronze one first. <laughs> I know. That's the way it works. I've been to a couple final waiting. tables. Sorry, Rob, what was that? Yeah. All of us are still waiting for that bronze pin. That's right. true. None of us have qualified yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made the money once. No, you, got a, you got one, don't you? You got a championship. I think we'll probably make it available to the uh, the winners of the monthlies, too. We haven't yet decided, but I'm sure we'll do that. So. Oh, yeah. I might have won one of those. I, I yeah, don't might remember. Have maybe, possibly. Yeah. Sounds like you. Sounds like you, John. Yeah. Well, there's the home games are just part of what we're doing in April. The uh, theme of the month is uh, equity, odds, stack to pot ratio, and bet sizing. And by the time anyone hears this, it'll be Tuesday morning on March 31st, and we'll have just released the seminar for the month, which is a, a wonderful piece of work. Chris Jones, who isn't here today, uh, took the lead on putting that together, and it's uh, it's some, there's some great uh, content there on those subjects. We're also going to be releasing uh, a little discussion that we're having later tonight on online play, where we'll, where we'll be examining some tools you can use to play online, to track your progress, some tricks of the trade, some rookie mistakes that you can avoid, and uh, just to have some general conversation about that. So we'll release that to our members. That should be available Tuesday morning as well. And then uh, on Friday, we'll be releasing our recordings of our own play of the home game. Uh, so you can get a sense of what we're thinking about as we play. And then uh, next week, we've got all sorts of new, exciting stuff coming out, some uh, learning with partners that we'll get into next week. I don't want to uh, <laughs> blow everyone's minds just yet. But it's, but, big. Uh, it's big. It is big. And uh, there's, there's, there's some big stuff coming here at Rec Poker. So yeah. um, uh, members, come and check it out. Look in the archive. Steve's got a post up with all the co content that's coming up and everything. Come take, a, take part in that. And uh, there's a lot of great poker strategy coming out in the month of April. Yeah, it's great stuff. Great stuff on great work by you and Chris and the whole team on, on all that stuff. Some really cool stuff. Uh, we'll probably get into it a little bit more next week. But uh, yeah, if you're a member or if you're not a member, now's the time to do your one month free trial. I would really encourage this to be the month that you give a free trial. Uh, a lot of really cool stuff coming up. So thanks for all of that. But yeah, just go to go to rec.poker. That's everything's out there. You know, we try to give you all the information on here, but go to rec.poker. It's all out there. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. That's a great way to stay plugged in. Uh, once again, I want to thank Elliot Rowe. Um, if you're interested in his masterclass that he talked about, I did review it and it looks really good. 300 bucks, um, which is a lot of money. But when you think about the edge that it could create, uh, we do have an affiliate relationship with them. So if you go to rec.poker slash resources, uh, we have a link to that masterclass out there. So use that link at support direct poker, get you that for 297 bucks. 
and let me know or let one of us know if it's something that you do want to kind of form a study group around. Now, we'd all need to buy the course unless we can really work our magic and get some sort of a discount on a group thing. Uh, but it starts with you just showing interest, and then we'll see if we can maybe do this. Uh, I'm more than happy to facilitate a discussion around that because I would love to go through it uh, myself. So let us know on that deal. Uh, thanks to the whole crew here, John and Rob and Jim. Uh, Taylor and Chris going to be here tonight, but those guys are always a big part of everything that we do. Uh, next week, we do have Matt Berkey scheduled. Uh, Mr. Solve for Why, uh, who we've had, yeah, Rob's got the two thumbs up going. We've had him on a couple times, and uh, he's just a dude that I, I certainly love t talking with. So you guys will have to really interject questions to keep me out of that thing, because I'm going to be all over this guy picking his brain. Uh, but we're scheduled to have him on uh, next week, and he's got some big announcements as well, uh, as far as some things that are going on at Solve for Why. So uh, we're going to close off here, but we do have this pre-recorded final announcements. If you really don't know what's going going on at Rec Poker and you want to kind of hear everything that's going on, uh, stay tuned for that deal. But have, have a great week uh, on and off the felt, and we will chat with you next week. Welcome to the announcements section for the Rec Poker Podcast. You're going to hear all about our free stuff, how you can support us, the products available for purchase, products from our affiliates, how to connect further, and how to reach us. There are five main ways to engage for free. You can play our Poker Stars home games the first and second Wednesday of every month at 8 o'clock Central Time. You can join us on Discord for all kinds of great conversation and virtual railing. We have the Facebook group that's always open for discussion. You can follow us on Twitter at Rec Poker, where we have all kinds of cool stuff posted and we keep you, keep you up to speed on everything going on. And you can join our email list to get our weekly newsletter, Twerp, this week in Rec Poker. There are also five ways that you can support us. You can support us on Patreon for as low as $1 a month, and it'll give you a chance to sit in on the podcast. You can like, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you hear the podcast. You can share, retweet, comment on Facebook and Twitter. You can rep the brand. We got merchandise available. And most of all, you can let other people know about us. There are five main Rec Poker products currently available to purchase. You can get a membership for $10 a month or $100 a year to get access to all of our content and our other discussions. You can join the Bar League community, which is $300 a year, but only $100 a year if you join by March 31st. You can become part of the Home Game community, which is $100 a year, but only $40 a year if you join by March 31st. You can submit videos for analysis by your choice of coaches, or you can get personal one-on-one -on -one coaching with your choice of coaches. We are currently building up our affiliate program, and right now, we are an affiliate for Learn Pro Poker. You can use our code and get some discounts and special deals. Go to rec.poker and look for Learn Pro Poker. If you want to connect further and engage more deeply, you can do so by becoming an ambassador, by representing Rec Poker in a specific area. You can become an affiliate, which helps spread the word and sell products. You can become a champion, where you promote the brand, you wear the merch, you're active on social media, and you have a chance to refer products for a commission. Or you can be just a friend of Rec Poker and help us spread the word that way. You can also become a sponsor of the podcast, some of our events, or all things Rec Poker. There's several ways that you can reach out to contact us if you need to. Rec.Poker, Discord, email newsletter, Twerp, Facebook, Twitter. But you can get all the information at Rec.Poker or just email me, Steve, at Rec.Poker. 
thanks once again to our official sponsor, Running Aces Racetrack Casino and Hotel, who has supported us since episode number one. Also, thanks to Learn Pro Poker and Website Ads. Make it a great week, everybody.